The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the VEASAN Daily Baseball Bets. Here is Adam Burke. Hello once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday, September 6th edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. I'm your host, Adam Burke. Happy to be with you. We got a big slate here today, bunch of day games, bunch of night games. Games have already started as I start recording this podcast here today. So I'm going to try to get to as much as I can on today's show with a little bit of lead time. Only one play for today, and this line is on the move a little bit, so going to get to that at the tail end of the show. But before I get into that, a lot of good stuff going on over at vcin.com for you to check out. Check out the vcin.com slash subscribe options, because the only way to get everything that we do is to become a vcin pro subscriber, and we are churning out tons of content here for the college football and the NFL seasons. Very much encourage you to check that out. Check out our betting tools. Check out those exclusive DraftKings betting splits that we have behind the paywall over at vcin.com. A lot of good stuff to get you ready for the NFL season, which does kick off tomorrow night. My Survivor article went up. We got Best Bets articles left and right coming out throughout the course of the week, not just for the NFL, but for college football as well. NHL betting guide comes out in 22 days. NBA betting guide comes out in 29 days. So we've got a ton of stuff happening right now over at vcin.com. And again, the only way to take advantage of all of it is to become a vcin pro subscriber. All right, Major League Baseball still going on here as well, even though it's taking a backseat for a lot of people, and understandably so. And look, you know, we got a lot of, you know, interesting wild card races. We don't really have any interesting races when it comes to the divisions, except for the American League West at this point in time. I guess the NL Central, to some degree, is a little bit of an interesting race. We got the Cubs two and a half games back of the Brewers. But, you know, for the most part, just. I don't know. That division race just hasn't been all that exciting throughout the course of the season. The one in the AL West totally is. And now Houston back on top by a game over Seattle, Texas, two games back as they have yet another pitching meltdown yesterday against the Astros. But, you know, again, at this time of the year, it is a little bit tricky to kind of figure out where these teams are from a mindset standpoint. Some teams still very invested. Some teams 
not invested at all. And some teams will lose their investment level as we go throughout the remainder of the season here. So just kind of a read and react to those individual situations can be very tough, can be a little bit of an unknown. But again, as I kind of talked about yesterday on the show, you know, you'll have some young teams that are still trying, some young teams that are still really invested, really engaged, some veteran teams that are falling short of expectations that just, for the most part, won't be all that engaged. And their interest level will continue to wane as we go throughout September here as well. Keep in mind some of the other things I've talked about, some of the common themes throughout September. Young pitchers that are reaching new innings thresholds. Those are guys that may be less effective, may get tired. I think about Cleveland, for example, where you know they lose again yesterday, and we'll see if they're able to win today's game and kind of salvage something out of that series. But you know, a lot of young guys that are now pitching in what's not a very competitive environment. They're seven games back of the Twins. They don't have any head-to-head meetings. There are only 23, well, now 22 games left in the regular season. Those guys may start to get shut down a little bit, or those guys may shut down a little bit as their bodies just get a little bit tired and the stakes aren't as high, especially because you know virtually all of those guys will be in the starting rotation from opening day next season unless they have a really bad spring training or something like that. So again, you just have to look at these things on a case-by-case basis. It is very challenging sometimes to bet September baseball. And even, you know, yesterday we saw some of the underdogs kind of perk up a little bit and either play better or outright get the win. So you can't just go and take a bunch of, you know, big favorite money line parlays and stuff like that. It's not as simple. It never is that simple when it comes to baseball. So again, it's the onus is on you to just really think about the teams, the situations, the pitchers. And and it's almost to some degree a little bit less about the stats at this time of the year than it is all of the other factors that are in play. Uh, Let's take a look at the National League here. Again, you know, getting this show out a little bit later than I wanted to, just a lot of things going on, to say the least. Uh, Interesting to see some movement on the Cubs here. Alex Wood and Jordan Wicks in that one total, also up to 11 on a very warm day in Chicago, wind blowing out, good offensive conditions in that game. So we see that total jumping all the way up to 11. There's also... You know, possibly going to be some more offense, not necessarily speaking about this game, but just in general, where you've got a lot of teams that aren't really playing for anything. So guys are just going to be very aggressive in the batter's box. They're going to try to do what they can to make their numbers look better, whether it's for arbitration or free agency, something like that. Certainly pitchers as well, but pitchers at this time of the season are broken down. They're beaten up. It's a lot of strain and stress that gets put on the arm and the body to do that activity. So Sometimes when you've got two teams that aren't really playing for anything, like the Mets and the Nationals yesterday, for example, that game gets to 16 runs. Today's total up at 10 and a half with Jose Budo and Yoan Adan. You know, that's something that may happen. You know, two teams that aren't playing for anything, you may see a lot of offense because you may see those teams get a little bit more aggressive in the box. And again, pitchers are just at this time of the season really, really wearing down. So that's just kind of a general overarching point to keep in mind as we move forward here. But again, the Cubs up to minus one, as high as minus 155 out at DraftKings. Most places in the market lower than that on the Cubbies here for today. Rockies and Diamondbacks, Chris Flex and Zach Davies. The Diamondbacks still with plenty to play for, but of course, you know, they're sending out Zach Davies. So that's definitely something that's a bit of a concern to say the least. But Chris Flex and one of the worst pitchers in Major League Baseball, definitely not a guy that I would look to back in any context here. Got to play on Phillies and Padres, so we'll skip over that. Go to the Dodgers and the Marlins in this one. Lance Lynn and JT Chargois 
who will be the opener for Edward Cabrera. Lynn has struggled here. He's kind of gone back to what he was previously with the White Sox. He's given up 11 runs on 17 hits in his last 10 and a third, five home runs allowed as well. But he did face the Braves and the Red Sox, and the Marlins are definitely not on that level. So could be a bit of a bounce back spot here for Lance Lynn, I think. And honestly, I did give a lot of thought to taking the Dodgers here today and laying that big number because Edward Cabrera comes back up from the minor leagues, should be the bulk guy here in this game, I would think. I know Brian Hoeing is also available, but I do think Cabrera will be the guy. 479 ERA, 467 FIP, 77 innings pitched. He's a guy that's walked a bunch of dudes, has a lot of strikeouts as well. But it's been a very interesting year for Cabrera in that he hasn't been able to work all that deep into games, does still have really good raw stuff, so he doesn't give up a lot of hits, but a lot of deep counts, a lot of walks, and the Dodgers a very patient lineup, to say the least. But he went down to the minor leagues, five minor league starts for Cabrera, 30 strikeouts over 28 and a third against 12 walks, only gave up seven runs on 20 hits. So we'll see if the adjustments that the Marlins made do work out here at the big league level. That was enough to keep me off of this game, but... Lynn and the Dodgers may be a little bit short now that we've seen a line movement coming in against them here in that one. Mets and the Nationals, as I mentioned, Jose Budo and Joanna Don in this one. Budo laying $1.30 on the road, which gives you an idea of what the market thinks of a Don because Budo, seven runs on 12 hits and 14 and two-thirds at the MLB level, 14 walks for him against 10 strikeouts. And this season in the minor leagues at AAA, 593 ERA over 91 innings pitched. So as much as I'd like to fade Adon, and the Mets are swinging it pretty well here in this series, Budo's profile is really ugly. And again, as I mentioned, you get a total of 10.5 in this one, where the Mets laying $1.30. You know, look, I mean, Budo's at least going to have to get them somewhere, especially because that Mets bullpen doesn't look very good. So not really a big fan of that game or of that spot for either of those teams. Spencer Strider is a massive favorite here for the Braves against Dakota Hudson and the Cardinals up in the $3 range for this one. Total of nine or nine and a half. Strider's ERA is a bit high, but the advanced run estimators look pretty good for him and obviously a big time strikeout guy. So laying a major number there, although the Cardinals did win with Miles Michaelis yesterday uh, as they were getting a big number in that one. So maybe they're one of those veteran teams that hasn't quit on the season, but I, I do kind of expect that as we go forward here. Let's take a short break and then take a look at the American League and the Interleague on VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. 
basically everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're back on Visa and Daily Baseball Bets. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, five-star reviews. Very, very much appreciated for this and all of the shows here in our VEASAN family of podcasts. Twins and Guardians underway already. Guardians up one nothing, top three as I'm recording. But Cleveland is a fade team for me going forward. They've been hammered in the first two games of this series. They could be six back at the end of the day if they win this game, but they needed to make up some ground. And if they leave six back, they lost a game in the standings. So Terry Francona basically said yesterday he will be retiring. I think that's a huge distraction for a young team. I think everybody will kind of just want to move on at this point in time. So I do think Cleveland throughout the remainder of September will be a pretty good fade team here as we go forward. Blue Jays laying a hefty number on the road against the A's, Hunjin Ryu and JP Sears in that one. Jays are a dollar sixty favorite, total of eight. Really the big takeaway here in this one is that Toronto gets another lefty here in Sears and they've done a really good job against lefties in the second half, been the best offense in baseball in that split. Sears gives up a lot of home runs. It's a day game in Oakland, so the ball should carry and travel a little bit better. Should be a good spot for the Toronto offense. It's really about all I have to say on that one. Boston and Tampa Bay here. Nick Pavetta, Tyler Glass now. Glass now in the Rays, minus 160, minus 165 favorites, total of eight. You know, the Nick Pavetta story was a great thing throughout the course of the season. 348 ERA, 351 FIP over his last 72 and a third. However, He's allowed 19 runs on 29 hits in his last 31 and a third. So old habits have come back for him. Eight home runs allowed in those eight appearances. A lot of hard contact. And to me, this is just a game that kind of illustrates here why going forward, I need to make the adjustment to look at smaller sample sizes. Because of the way I handicap baseball, because of the stats that I use, sample size is critically important in terms of looking for those signs of positive and negative regression. But the betting markets are lining these teams and lining these games based on current form for the pitchers. They're looking a lot at what's happened over basically a five-start sample size. And while that can't always tell you a lot, while there can be a lot of volatility within that, that is kind of what I need to focus on going forward here, where it does seem like the larger picture, the full season stats, just not as important in terms of the handicap because current form means so much as these guys are making all these adjustments and using TrackMan and all these different types of things. 
But the market is really pricing based on what's recently happened, not what's happened overall. So that is an adjustment that I need to make. And this game kind of illustrating that where Pavetta had been really, really good, but lately here he has not been. And the market kind of showcasing that with where this line is here. That being said, you also have Tyler Glass now, who's been really, really good for the Rays here in so many different facets. A couple of blowups where he's allowed 13 of his 33 earned runs in 16 starts, but what that means is 20 runs over his other 14 starts. So a really good baseline for Glass now, and we'll see how he pitches in this one. White Sox and the Royals, I almost didn't even want to talk about this game because yesterday, the way that that turned out, White Sox were up 6-0 going into the bottom of the third they didn't score again. They lost 7-6 to six on a walk-off balk. So that was a fun way to lose. Uh, but Jordan Lyles is a favorite here today. And the Royals have won four of the 26 games started by Lyles this season. So not a good look at all whatsoever for the White Sox with where this line is sitting. Tuki Toussaint gets the call here for them today. 21 runs allowed over his last six starts. He's not pitched well. I do think that people may just blindly fade Jordan Lyles as a favorite here. I don't really think that's the smartest course of action uh, because, look, I mean, the White Sox are not a good baseball team. Toussaint is not a good starting pitcher. And Lyles, while the season has not gone well, you know, he did have a good start last time out against Boston, went eight innings, two runs allowed. But the Royals just, they're one of those teams where, you know, it's a bunch of young guys that are still trying to make an impression. And for the White Sox, who have not won since Chris Getz was named the general manager, they're just, this has just been a thing for them. You know, they're just not a trustworthy team. They're a low character team. That's been a problem for them. There's really not a whole lot of leadership in that clubhouse. Just a bunch of guys kind of doing their own thing, going their own way. And it doesn't help. It, it doesn't create a winning environment. And I would think that Chicago would continue to kind of go in the wrong direction here. They've dropped five in a row now. And even though they're, you know, nine and a half games better than or ten and a half games better than the Royals for this season, or nine and a half actually, you know, still, I mean, at this point in time, those two teams feel like they're kind of on equal footing. So Lyles and the Royals are a home favorite in this one here today. Houston and Texas, great pitching matchup, or at least a very interesting pitching matchup. Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer in this one. Rangers and Scherzer, $1.35 favorite, total of nine. We have seen money come in on Texas for this one, and Scherzer's been great. Six starts for the Rangers, 221 ERA, 247 FIP. Only allowed nine runs on 19 hits and 36 and two-thirds innings pitched. 47 strikeouts against 12 walks. He's done really well against righties this season also, holding them to a 283 Woba against 86 to 11 strikeout to walk ratio should be a good matchup for him against the Houston right-handed heavy offense. On the other hand, you know, the Astros are playing well and the Rangers are not right now. Verlander has been a little shaky at times, 386 ERA, 469 FIP in his six starts with Houston, but Houston's just been playing better. So while I understand the line move, Scherzer's ceiling does seem to be higher than that of Verlander's. I couldn't take Texas right now with how they're playing. And also, unless Scherzer's going to go the full nine here, somebody in that bullpen is going to have to get some outs. And that's been a very challenging thing for Texas to get of late here. Baltimore and the Angels. Kyle Gibson, Patrick Sandoval in this one. Orioles about a $1.40 favorite, total of eight and a half or nine in this matchup. Orioles had chances to cover the run line last night, ultimately didn't do it. Also had chances to lose the game outright, but they did pick up that 5-4 win. So both plays losing yesterday by a run. 
Uh, they'll look for a sweep tonight, though, with Gibson on the bump. 515 ERA, but a 471 expected, 403 FIP. 66.2% left on base percentage for Gibson. So sometimes this happens. You know, low strikeout pitchers don't really get a lot of positive fortune. They're not able to get those big strikeouts when it comes to pitching out of jams, and that's been the thing for Gibson throughout the course of the season. Last 13 starts for him, a 660 ERA, but a 432 FIP, 360 XFIP. So there are some positive regression signs in the profile, but Gibson just, he pitches to contact, and that scares the hell out of me. He may be able to avoid Shohei Otani again tonight, though, even though Otani, not a bad injury, at least according to the imaging and the uh, examinations that were done yesterday. I still would be surprised if he plays here today, um, and I'd be surprised, honestly, if he plays out the rest of the season. I think his representation could make a really strong case for just sitting him down and letting his body kind of recover a little bit before he ends up hitting free agency. But for Patrick Sandoval here, 419 ERA, 452 expected, 408 FIP. I just, the thing that concerns me here is he's just not consistent, you know, and, and that's part of a problem with the Angels pitching staff as a whole. Sandoval's a guy with a high ceiling, I think. And last year he had a 291 ERA, 391 expected, 309 FIP. But this season, numbers all going in reverse for him. And also he hasn't pitched well of late. 17 runs allowed in his last four starts. I think he has upside, but I think it may take a different organization to really tap into it. And I'm hoping that he gets traded this winter and goes to a place, maybe even Baltimore, that winds up being able to really maximize what his potential is. Gave a lot of thought to this game. Ultimately didn't bet it, though. It's the Mariners and the Reds, Logan Gilbert and Lion Richardson in this one. Gilbert is a negative regression candidate to me. So 338 ERA, 410 FIP here in the second half over nine starts, but he's allowed a 54.5% hard hit percentage, 9.7% barrel rate. His ERA in the second half of 338 is actually lower than his ERA in the first half of 366, even though he's plus 44 points in batting average, plus 35 in on base, and plus 96 in slugging percentage. He up 13 homers in the first half and 108 and a third innings pitched, already allowed 10 in 53 and a third here in the second half. So I think Gilbert is sitting on getting rocked a little bit here. Will it happen today against the Reds? It's possible. It's a good offensive ballpark, but rain is in the forecast here. And the big thing for me is that for Lion Richardson, while he's been really good in the minors this year, at the MLB level, nine runs on 10 hits and 12 innings, more walks than strikeouts, just not really sure that his baseline is good enough to trust the Reds here in this one, even though they are in a big underdog situation. So I did give a lot of thought to the Reds. Reds are also plus one and a half minus 110. That's kind of intriguing as well, but ultimately just the one play for me here today, and that is to back the Phillies against the Padres. It is getaway day for the Phillies, but it's Zach Wheeler and Michael Waka in this one. Wheeler actually leads the league in F4 among pitchers, 5.4, at least leads for the National League. 362 ERA, 314 expected, 297 FIP, 164 innings pitched. Just elite at avoiding home runs, elite at avoiding walks. And to me, those are the two ways that the Padres score. They hit the occasional home run, and they draw a lot of walks. For Michael Waka, a lot of negative regression in his profile. 285 ERA, 431 expected, 386 FIP. And in four starts since coming back from injury, 291 ERA, 446 FIP. If Zach Wheeler had Michael Waka's left on base percentage of 82.7%, Wheeler would be the runaway favorite to win the Cy Young. But 
That's what happens. It's a game of sequencing. And I do think that Waka is in line for some negative regression. I do like Wheeler. I do like that the Phillies lost yesterday. So their bullpen was able to get a day of rest and kind of get back on track. So that's the one play I've got here for today. It's a day game. We'll try to quick turn this pod. Phillies in the minus 115, minus 120 range is the play here for today over Waka and the Padres. Was a little bit better this morning when I put up the article, but we have seen some money come in on the Phillies in this one. Small card tomorrow, only six games on the betting board. We'll try to get it out quick for you, but thank you so much for the support. Please throw us a five-star review here, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow with another edition of VSIN Daily Baseball Bets. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.